When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Michigan Maniacs! This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer, and this is the Ask Me Anything episode. But before we do it, let's get into the housekeeping. Go to YouTube, uh, subscribe. Also go to the Michigan Maniac uh, social media aspects of the uh, fan page on Facebook and the Instagram, also under the same name, the Michigan Maniac Podcast. Please do me a favor, because uh, I know I have missed at least one question for this show today. Um, if you can just DM me, either on the Michigan Maniac fan page, or DM me on Instagram with your questions for the Ask Me Anything. That would be greatly appreciated, because I have it all linked together, and I can go to one spot, and I can... Um, copy and paste everything I need because I don't want to miss one of your guys' questions. I just don't because it's, you know, it's becoming our favorite segment of the week. I'm actually enjoying it and you seem, you guys seem to really be enjoying it as well. So I don't see why we should stop it. Um, So let's get into this. This is, you know, obviously hate week. This is the the backyard brawl where at this point, almost a day away because it's almost midnight from where I'm at. Uh, so let's get into the questions. This one comes, all oh, these couple come from Brad. Uh, hey, I've got a question for the Ask Me Anything. Which have I, oh, which he's enjoyed, thank you. Uh, Uche was invited to the Senior Bowl. But he indicated a couple weeks ago that he may be available next year to return because of red shirt. Uh, my thought is, I just see that kid being super crazy talented. So, uh, the only way this is, I was going to say he's going to go right to the NFL. I don't see why he should even wait. And I'll be shocked if he plays in the bowl game, to be quite honest. Uh, the way how everything's playing out with today's athlete now, uh, I just don't see somebody like Uche playing in the bowl game. The only way I see the only way I see him maybe coming back is if we lose to Ohio State. Maybe he wants to get that win against them, especially if this this uh, season is close and we lose. I don't think so. I think we're going to win, so it doesn't matter. Uh, but that would be the only thing I can think of. Maybe he comes back for that, or maybe he comes back for a chance at uh, you know Big Ten title or something like that. Uh, but I, when the NFL calls, man, you got to go. And that kid is uber talented. So I, I, I see him playing in the Senior Bowl, and I see him not even playing in the in the in our bowl game. To be honest, I I think he's NFL bound. This kid, he's super. In my, in my opinion, he's one of the best pass rushers we've had at Michigan in I don't know how long. Um, second question. Uh, this is also from Brad. 
He just saw Willie Taggart uh, at the Michigan hockey game with Jack Harbaugh, Mr. Old Man Harbaugh himself, the main guy, the patriarch. Uh, what's your thoughts? Uh, if he comes to join the coaching staff, what role would he play? Well, uh, I, to be quite honest, outside of him staying one year at Oregon and moving on to Florida State, I really had no fucking clue who Willie Taggart was, so I did a little bit of research. I did not know that he was a part of Jack Harbaugh's uh, coaching staff, and he also went to Western Michigan, uh, not Western Michigan, Western Kentucky, where uh, the Hilltoppers, where uh, Jack was the head coach. So, uh, and then also he was on Jim Harbaugh's, uh, Jimmy Harbs, his coaching staff for Stanford, which was kind of shocking. He was their uh, running backs coach, and he helped develop Tony Gerhardt. So I would assume, if I had to guess, right, I think he's just an old family friend. I don't see him joining the the coaching staff. I just don't see it. I don't know why Michigan would want to pay the money. But then again, they did a solid for McIlwain. Uh, maybe he's on the redemption, I got to repair my uh, reputation tour, you know. So I would assume uh, you'll probably see Harbaugh move on to a move on uh, young Harbaugh move on to a different position in the in the uh, on the team and then maybe Tiger takes over the running backs you know like McIlwain took over the wide receivers maybe he takes over the running backs because let's face it with Chris Chris Evans coming in and we have the two months the two-headed monster of Charbonnet and Haskins you've got uh, Christian Turner, then you got this other, I don't even know what the kid's name is, he's going to be a freshman next year, and he comes in pretty highly touted, he's actually having one hell of a game, I'm one hell of a game, one hell of a season this year, so uh, the running backs are going to need a solid uh, coaching uh, voice, a coaching uh, philosophy, I guess, not saying that young Harbaugh isn't doing his job, but if you got a guy like Willie Taggart, who's Grown up knowing it, being a part of the Harbaugh experience, you know, coaching under both old man Harbaugh and Jimmy Harbs. Maybe that's just where we go. You know, that if I had to guess where he would fit in, that would be my guess is that he's going to fit into that running back room well, and he's going to give him a, a maybe a better look. I'm not sure. I'm I'm not overly convinced that young Harbaugh is doing that bad of a job with the running back. So. We'll see. But that, if I had to guess, that would be where I would think he would go. Right? Um, let's see here. Next one from Brian. Uh, now, this one I like just because it's kind of petty and exactly what I think sometimes. So I wanted to keep this question. Um, this is right after the, the uh, Minnesota-Penn State game. How is it... Tanner Morgan can go 8 of 9 for 213 yards in three offensive series and get three, oh, and get passes to these three wide receivers, but cannot, oh, but we can't get passes to Nico Collins, DPJ, Black, or Bell. <laughs> I like that because he's absolutely right. Uh, the reason why they can do that is because they were at home, one, Tanner Morgan is probably will be a better quarterback, better college quarterback than Shea Patterson. 
I think that only because uh, it's a very small sample size. Now, don't get me wrong. So he could just completely shit the bed next year. But right now, he seems to be doing very well. Now, listen, you play all those shit teams that they've been playing all season, I guess you can build up your confidence. That's why this gets into a, a larger thing for me. But we will stick to the question at hand. Um, because he's got – he played them at home at the right time. Michigan, I will say this. If we did not expose Penn State for who they were, I don't know if this would have happened. I know Minnesota is at home. They play very well at home, blah, blah, blah. They have really good wide receivers. They have a solid quarterback in Tanner Morgan. I just think that they used what Michigan did and added some really great passing uh, routes. I mean, that that uh, bubble screen where the kid takes a diagonal to the house was impressive, uh, even though I can't – Here's the thing that's funny is that I actually picked, if you go back and check the episode, it's where I pick who's going to, uh, I'm picking the schedule or whatever it is. Uh, I actually picked Minnesota to win the West this year. And I'm so annoyed with Minnesota now that I hate myself for even picking them. But yeah, I mean, he's solid. He's a good quarterback. Uh, and Shea Patterson gets scared. It's, it's plain and simple. That's how come our offense struggles, and that's why their offense has taken off, is because their quarterback has a set of fucking balls on him. He understands the fucking playbook. He doesn't get scared, and he puts the ball in there when he needs to. He can make more than one read at a time. Tanner Morgan is a better quarterback than Shea Patterson. That's why. See, that's why I, get, I still am irritated about all this like oh well you know what do we got to do the speed and space this and our our wide receivers aren't that are that they're supposed to be the strength of our team but now they're not that good and they all this revolves around our quarterback and i know i've said this and i know this has been the bash Shea patterson season but trust me why do you think quarterbacks get paid fucking hundred millions of dollars when you're top-notch or even perceived to be top-notch in the NFL because your offense does not run well if you have a mediocre to average quarterback. That's why the top-notch quarterbacks always win Super Bowls. Very, very seldom will you ever see an average to mediocre quarterback win a Super Bowl. It's, what, 2% maybe out of all the fucking Super Bowls ever? Go back and look at every team that's ever gone to the Super Bowl and they and the teams that have won. And they've always had a great quarterback. Your quarterback sets the tone. Your quarterback drives the offense. Tanner Morgan is a much better decision maker and can actually read a defense, unlike Shea Patterson. Plain and simple, I hate to say it because Shea's our guy. <sighs> he's our guy and yes and Tanner Morgan reads a defense or at least understands the playbook better than what Shea understands ours plain and simple alright that's how it is because you put Tanner Morgan in our backfield with our wide receivers and speed and space is 
is the is dominate. We we may not be a, we may be undefeated at that point. Hell, you put any quarterback back there that's worth his fucking weight, and we're undefeated this season. But we have Shea Patterson, guys. That's just that's the long and short of it. We're cursed until next season. So another question by. By our big guy here, Brian, which I really appreciate his his efforts. He's been a lot of fun to talk to uh, on Instagram, so I'm enjoying that. Um, in your opinion, if Michigan would have stayed the course with Brandon Peters and not pursued Patterson, would Michigan's 2019 record be better or the same or worse than current 7-2? and two? Now, I'm pretty sure I ranted on this on my last episode, but... I still feel I should answer it because I think it's a good question. Um, I think we'd probably be maybe one win better, to be quite honest. Now that I've thought about it, Brandon Peters has not had a great year at at Illinois. But the one thing that I will say about Brandon, there's two things I will say that's different about Brandon Peters compared to Shea Patterson is that Brandon Peters, even though he'll have a rough game, he will make the big throw when the big throw needs to be made, especially this year. I mean, go back to Wisconsin. Had an awful game. Nine for like nine completions out of 22 or something like that. But when the big pass needed to be made, he made it. You cannot say that about Shea Patterson. You can't say it. Shea will not make the big play when it needs to be made. And against Michigan State, same thing with Brandon Peters. Getting yelled at the whole game. You saw the quote from the whole game he said. They said that I was a Michigan reject or whatever, failure. And he said they got what they deserved. Fantastic response by a classy kid. But you saw it. He got hit. He almost fumbled. He fucking held onto the ball, rolled out a bit, and then tossed it for a touchdown. When the big pass needs to be made, Brandon Peters can make it and Shea can't. So I definitely believe that we would have beat Penn State. Without a doubt in my brain, we would have been we would have beaten Penn State with Brandon Peters. Uh that whole Wisconsin thing, that like I think I said before, that falls solely on the defense because they had they hadn't discovered their heart yet. You know what I mean? Like, just because our offense struggles doesn't necessarily mean you need to give up. And that's what our defense did. Uh, but I guess maybe then the argument can be made if Brandon Peters was our quarterback, maybe he could have made a few plays here and there that would have lifted us uh, above Wisconsin. But I'll be honest, I kind of glad we lost that Wisconsin game. Because it woke the defense up. It made them grow. And a lot of things um, that lo- that last-second wins cover up are big growing, are like big moments where you grow the most and it caps it. You know, like it really burns it into your heart. But when you win, a last-second win, you probably don't always, it doesn't always necessarily burn it into your memory or your heart. Because you're like, ah, we won. Ah, we were down 21 points. We came back. We fucking tied it up, and we won it in overtime. Yeah, we did great. But you come back from 21 down. You drop the the game-tying touchdown in the end zone. 
that burns into your whole into your soul into your heart into your mind every chance you get you're like we could have won that game but we did this we could have won that game if we do this better we could do that and it it really kind of drives you so maybe we could have made it a better showing against Wisconsin I still think we lose that game against Wisconsin even with Brandon Peters but we're at least one win better and I think we're on our way to a a Big Ten title game to be quite honest if we had Brandon Peters with only one loss because like I told you we're not losing another game we're not losing another game so uh yeah we're one win better in my opinion Brian thank you for asking um now uh Jeez, I wish I had the guy's name here. And that's the thing, too. I need... Please leave your name. Because I don't want to leave your handle on Instagram or whatever. Just because I don't know if you want people bugging you or other maniacs, whatever. Just leave me your first name when you leave these questions so I can at least give you credit. Uh, So this guy writes, With Chris Evans coming back next season, do you see both Christian Turner and Ben Van Sumeren transferring? Uh... Well, I mean, Ben Van Sumer is having a epic career at the concession stand. So I, I think he's going to want to see that through. I'm not really sure. Even if Ben Van Sumer wanted to uh, transfer, if anybody would want him. Maybe he should just focus on getting a degree and being the best peanut tosser at the big house. I really believe he can do that. Uh, he's been known not to drop as many bags of peanuts anymore. He's really improved his fumbles in the concession portion of his new career. So, don't really care about Ben Van Sumeren. Uh Now, Christian Turner, that's an interesting one because I don't know if I'm necessarily sold that Chris Evans will be a running back. Uh, he fits speed space very well, and I can see him being like a uh, Julian Edelman, a, a, like a slot guy, an H-back type. You know, yeah, you could put him in the backfield, and he can run the ball. He can catch. I mean, he runs good routes. He can't block for shit. But as an H-back, you're not necessarily going to be in there on blocking downs. And then you have the, the two-headed monster of Haskins and Charbonnet, which is solid. And we don't need him. We don't need Evans to worry about running the ball so much. But he could be that. He could be like a true Wilson, but more H-back, more catching the ball out of the back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Field type. I I really uh, so I don't think Christian Turner needs to transfer, but it really wouldn't shock me if Christian Turner does transfer. He's from Georgia. Um, I don't know if he's homesick because a lot of these Southern boys get homesick. Which who wouldn't? Uh, strong family presence usually. Southern got Southern people are very big into the family. Not like everyone else isn't, but they they you know like that's what took Aubrey Solomon away from us so um, it wouldn't shock me if Christian Turner left I don't necessarily think he will but still wouldn't be a shock but I don't know where he gets playing time so that's why I think it's probably about an 80% chance uh, Christian Turner 
transfers. Ben Van Sumeren, I mean, like I said, it could be 100% that he's going to either leave or stay, but I don't care. Uh, so that was, thank you for that question, guys. Um, here's another one. Does Michigan have to make a statement with the passing game this week? I don't necessarily think you have to make a statement with the passing game. I mean, as far as I know, it's going to be cold as balls out there in uh, A2. So uh, I used to play football in Denver, Colorado, and the ball gets super hard. <laughs> and it's it's okay to pass in the cold. I mean, it's it's unique, and it. I just don't think Shea Patterson's built for that. He's probably got little hands. You know, he looks like a guy with little hands. I don't think he can throw the ball worth a damn in the cold. So no, I I mean I would love I would love fucking love to see Nico Collins really destroy it in this game because like I told you in the big game pregame, I think we set we start to pass the ball to set up the run, which sets up the play action, and then there we just continue to kill uh, Michigan State. Because Michigan State's cornerbacks and safeties aren't good enough to hang with our top three. And even our top four, if you throw black in there, they're just not. Uh, you can hit one or two deep plays uh, to Collins, and I think that could tear, just blow the roof off of things. But I don't necessarily think we need to make the statement with it. Because uh, I think we tried to make a statement earlier in the season to show that speed and space really worked. And that's where we kind of, you know, looked like shit. So I would like to see, you know, what we did against Penn State. Not really throw it downfield. Do a lot of those bubble screens, speed screens, uh, drags with the tight end. A lot of that stuff to get the ball out of Shea Patterson's hands quickly. And then make get that passing game going that way. And then we can open up the run. That's what I would like to see. I Trust me, I would love, love to see. Uh, Collins tear it up down deep because I don't think anybody can guard him, especially this week. I don't see Michigan State having anybody who, who can guard our guys. But like I said, let's not go crazy in this cold weather. Um, <laughs> so the last couple questions here are funny to me because uh, one, I think this only proves that uh, I don't know what Ohio State has done to get into such a sweet, sweet position in life. I'm Italian, so I can, I know when I see payoffs. I know when I see slick business going down because I have been around slick customers my whole life. I grew, I made, like they say, I made my bones in the nightclub industry with very slick and uh, advantageous or very opportunistic men uh, who were either Italian or not Italian. Some of them weren't. But still, I have seen this. Uh, is it shocking to anybody that all of a sudden uh, Chase Young gets busted by the NCAA at the right time when they're playing fucking Rutgers and Maryland? And when everybody, when it first came out, everybody said he was probably going to get four games. No, he was never going to get four games. The whole reason why they found this out or even came out with it now is because they could get, they set this up. 
This was a setup. Somebody high up in Ohio State had no somebody high up in North in the NCAA. They greased some palms, they shook some hands, or they've boned the same women, or they have the same dirty fucking secret, or Ohio State's top guy has something real dirty on the other guy in the NCAA. I don't know whatever it is, but I know dirty shit when I see it. That's why I tell you that old man Greyjoy, Greg Madison, had fucking sold us out last year. I know when I see shady ass shit. You can say it's conspiracy, you can say whatever, but I know when palms have been greased. Palms are greased. It's just very apparent. And you know goddamn well Chase Young did not pay anybody back. The, if, if there's a handwritten receipt, trust me, he never paid anything back. What, are we going to pull up his bank statements? What has he done to pay anybody back? Exactly what does he do? Does he have a side job? Is he a sandwich artist at fucking Subway? Is that what he's doing? Is he out panhandling in between fucking uh, practices? I mean, you know you don't have to worry about schoolwork at Ohio State. I mean, for God's sakes... Who you get a master's degree at Ohio State? People laugh you out of whatever fucking uh, fast food restaurant you're applying to be their manager for. They laugh at you because it's a fucking it. Being getting any type of fucking graduation or like diploma from Ohio State is like graduating from Alabama. It's worthless. So we all know he's got plenty of fucking time there, but we know he doesn't have a fucking part time job. He didn't pay this money back, and the reason why they probably haven't. I haven't seen the amount. I've heard people pontificate about how much money he borrowed, but no one really, I haven't seen anything hard written down. He owed $11,000, $10,000. And by the way, $10,000 to get your girl out to go see the fucking Rose Bowl? What was she going to fucking do? Shit in gold toilets? Who needs $10,000 to get your girl from Ohio to fucking uh, L.A.? You plan out the tickets, right? You're maybe $1,500 if that's what you want to ball out and make her look good. 10000 From what I heard, that's low and that's bullshit. It's bullshit. And it's always bullshit with Ohio State. They fucking find a way to always do this. So in a way, I kind of admire the fact that they are doing what my, what my people have perfected. They've learned how to do the fucking... Uh, the mafia bullshit without having to kill people. Listen, I admire it less than what we did because, you know, it's more manly to do it the way we do. But fuck them. Whatever. I, I just... I just fucking hate it because it was so obvious. And to listen to fucking people on on TV, like I don't know, I'm pretty sure maybe ESPN's even in on it because they have such an agenda. It's outrageous, and it makes me really just dislike some of the people I really admire on on ESPN because you can see their agenda now and all the shit they have to say because of what ESPN is fucking bought into here or owned by or whatever. And the NCAA and all this is a fucking mess. It's a mess. Ohio State somehow fucking skirted the rules once again and he'll be ready to play against Penn State and he'll be ready against fucking Michigan. But it doesn't matter, guys, because I still think we're going to fucking win. We're still going to win this fucking game, man. We're still going to do it. So, fuck him. Let Chase Young and his ugly predator-looking face. I mean, seriously, does he not look like the predator from Arnold Schwarzenegger's movie? 
tell me he doesn't. He's one of the ugliest humans I've ever seen in my whole life. Now, I'm sure he's wonderful. I'm sure him and Shea Patterson get together on weekends and, you know, read to blind people and push fat people around in carts. And then, you know, whatever, right? Maybe he dates ugly women to make up for, you know, he's got a good soul. I don't know. All I know is he's one ugly-ass dude. That's it. And he took money. Probably a lot of it. Don't know. Don't care. Whatever. I'm done with it. Now, the last one. (sighs) I'm saving this one. I'm going to try not to rant too much on this. But it says, are you sick of hearing about Minnesota as much as I am? I am 100% sick of hearing about Minnesota. I know I picked them to win the West. I really did. I forgot how fucking annoying P.J. Fleck is. And I am tired, absolutely 100% tired of hearing about how good Minnesota is when they have played absolutely nobody except for one Penn State team that they played, by the way, at home. They have played nobody, nobody of consequence, nobody. They're, and guess what? They play in the West where they will continue to play nobody. You know when they play Ohio State? 2021. First game of the season. Look it up. They play Ohio State in 2021. So I don't want to hear about how good Minnesota is. And I don't. That's why, that's why I barely give Wisconsin credit and I barely give Iowa credit. Because they play in the West. No one wants to hear how good any team in the Big Ten West is because they play nobody. They can skirt the four hardest teams in the whole Big Ten every year if they wanted to. I mean, Minnesota hasn't played Ohio State in more than like four years. Four years. And you're going to tell me that this is an up-and-coming program when they don't even play the best teams in the big fucking ten? This year, this fucking year, you know how many good teams they play in the big ten? Maybe two. And I'm being generous to Wisconsin. And I'll say three only because Iowa at home is very tough. You have Penn State and then Wisconsin. That's it. That's the list, folks. That's the list. You know how many fucking hard teams we play this year? We First of all, we always have to play Ohio State. We played Ohio State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin at Wisconsin, Iowa. We played Penn State. That's five. That's five teams right there we've had to play. You, they don't play five teams that are hard at all this season. So I'm fucking sick and tired of hearing about Minnesota. Yes, yes, every team would love to be able to say, after the ninth week of the season, we finally get our one true test. At this point, they might as well play in the SEC. I mean, it's fucking ridiculous. I am tired of hearing about Minnesota. If Minnesota goes ahead and they beat Iowa... In fucking Kinnick, I'll give them a little bit of credit. And if they go in and they, let's put it this way, because I think now that I know that uh, Ohio State has got to lose like twice and then fucking 
Penn State's got to lose fucking three times or what? It's unsubungodly amount of games that these two teams have to lose before we even have a chance. So I'm willing to say Ohio State's going to go to the Big Ten title game, even though we're going to beat their ass in the last game of the season. Um, if Minnesota can even be within 20 points, 20 points of Ohio State in the Big Ten title game, that's if they can beat Iowa and Wisconsin. If they can do that and they make it to the Big Ten title game and they can be within 20 points of Ohio State, I'll give them credit. But their run defense is God-fucking-awful. And all I know is that Iowa runs the ball pretty well and so does Wisconsin. And you know who runs it better than both of those two? It's fucking Ohio State. And they're going. there's no fucking way those fucking Minnesota dickholes are going to be able to run that gauntlet. And I hope and I pray, dear college football gods, please, you have slighted us with the hardest schedules in the world. And we can never get to a Big Ten title game. That's fine. But please bring all your fucking anger and bullshit upon the heads of the golden mother effing gophers of Minnesota. And if you can save some of it for Ohio State and just blast their ass so we can beat them, that'd be great. But destroy the PJ Flex of the world. I can't stand this. Please bring them to their knees because they play in the West and I'm tired of the national media suckling at the teat of this fucking detached penis of fucking Tony Robbins. I'm sick of him. I'm sick of Minnesota. I'm sick of it all. Listen, Ohio State, I'm tired of hearing about Ohio State, but at least they've earned it. Minnesotas are nothing. Nothing. So, dear college football god, if you can just destroy the, the, the divisions in the Big Ten and please let us get back to what's normal and right in this world, then that would be great and appreciated. And also, if you can have Chase Young have and J.K. Dobbins and Justin Fields have just the three most explosive cases of diarrhea anybody's ever seen let them hog up all three of the stalls in their locker room right before their game before Penn State and before Michigan or whatever I don't care but let's just clog the hell out of those pipes and let's please just let there be some form of righteousness happening in this world where Ohio State has paid its way to never having to deal with shit and it's so frustrating. Sorry, Timmy G, my buddy. Actually, Tim's a good guy. I know he's an Ohio State fan. That is the Ohio State fan that listens to this show. So, Tim, uh, I can't stand your team because they do some shady-ass shit. Not as bad as Alabama, but still. Um, God damn it. All right. I'm done with this. Okay, guys, thank you. Once again, I love uh, Ask Me Anything. Please, if you guys are going to send me the questions, please do it on the Minis uh, the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook or DM me on Instagram, Michigan Maniacs Podcast, because it will be much easier for me to uh, 
keep all the questions that you guys send. Because I know, Gabe, I missed one of your questions. You sent me one this week, and I, for the life of me, I couldn't find it. And I don't want to miss anybody's questions because most of the time, guys, you send some of the send some very good questions that make me think about some shit. So I appreciate it. I love it. You guys are the best. Um, always and forever, guys. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. It is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And forever and always, guys, go blue.